And now, Touch My Bass Productions presents The Shootout with Bill Lynch. Alright ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this shootout, the wrestling shootout. I am your host, Survivor Pain, Bill Blanchard. We got a great show for you tonight. We've got actual Bill Blanchard. Dude, dude what are you doing? What? I'm doing it. You gotta put some more soul into it. Soul. Some heart into it. Heart. Some passion. <laughs> Drooling, baby. <laughs> this is the wrestling shootout. I can't go that high. I, I, all right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the episode two of the Wrestling Shootout. I am your host, Survivor of Pain, Bill Blanchard, along with my co-host this evening, my friend, my business partner, the CEO of Touch My Bass Productions. Ladies and gentlemen, Crystal Dickens. That's right. Welcome back to part two of our sit-down with Mr. Survivor of Pain himself, Bill Blanchard, where I uh, am still hosting this episode, and we're going to kick things off where we left off. And where we left off? Cold one. As he pops Let's a cold this. one. Let's go ahead and do this. We we stopped mm. off Ice with cold. you in the Marine Corps. Now this whole time, AWF had then changed gears and oh, shifted. God. What were your thoughts on everything that transpired once you got back and found out what happened with AWF? Dude, you got. You gotta go back just a couple months before I left for the Marine Corps. Okay. okay. You gotta go back to October 2000. You know, big championship matchup. Now, granted, I had already forfeited the title a few months prior because Alan Luke, the commissioner, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The chairman, I guess he was the chairman of the board. I don't know. We were all board directors at the time. This is probably where the board started to dwindle just a little bit here. Because, you know, I was going through some personal problems. You know, I ended up stepping down from the board. I think a few other people, whatever reason, they were let down to two people. But basically, Alan Luke approached me and says, would you consider forfeiting the AEW title back to the AWF? I says, why? He says, Bill, you've beaten everybody. And everybody wants a chance to go after the title. You know what I'm saying? I was hesitant at first, but the man... Called Mask Fury, you know the, the the man who who didn't wear a mask. He wears his he wears his mask elsewhere, if you know what I mean. You know, <laughs> uh, um, yeah. He he tells me if as long as it's in my hands, the the belt will maintain integrity. He wanted to win that title again. He wanted to, to supposedly win it legitimately. And this is where I saw something through my eyes once again. Alan Luke. Comes to Jay. They they were gonna fight for the title. Finally, you're gonna see Fury versus Shadow. Okay, mm-hmm. Shadow already got beat early that day by Hurricane. This is the, this is the called Crimson Tide. This is where the famous you flip Chris Williams off in that one two three ten match y'all guys had. You had a little yeah. scar on your finger. I think you still that scar on your finger too, in my dad. I think I do. Yeah. Well, anyways, you know, Shadow approaches Fury. You know, at Jay Allen. I mean, Allen approaches Jay. You know. I cannot beat Ben, according to Alan. Alan says, I can't beat Ben. I'm just going to let you beat me. You know, Jay says, okay, I can beat him. I'm looking right at Jay. I thought you said as long as it was in your hands, you know, to maintain the integrity, the integrity that we fought for, the integrity that I fought for, the integrity that you, Chris Dickens, have fought for, maintain integrity to the heavyweight title. You know, we don't throw fights. You know, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't lay down. We yeah. actually stay there and compete. I mean, the championship actually meant something for so many years, hundreds of years. Where, where we two of the best, 
you step in the ring, you give it your all. If you win, you win. You lose, you lose. You know what I'm saying? You don't try to sabotage that. You don't try to put on some type of hoax. I mean, it's not like we're making money and performing in front of hundreds of fans and trying to do an entertainment show. No, this this were we were grapplers. We were warriors, man. This is how I looked at it as. But Alan Luke said, "No, I just tested Jay, see what he would, to see if he would take the bait." And then hook the line singer. You know, Jay gets all the freaking belt, but then sets up a matchup between him and Hurricane Ben Hill, the October Show, if you remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Okay, now when Jay. And before the October show, I think it was was August, Harry Kane was about right before with Jay. He made him submit to that. Maybe that's some type of version of crossface where Fury ended up with a stomach, Ben came behind and just yanked back on his freaking chin. And he tapped out. And then the rematch came where it's supposed to have been, you know, Fury and Harry Kane. But two out of three falls. One fall for the hardcore title because Fury did acquire the hardcore title. And the second fall would be the heavyweight belt. Now, crazy as enough was, as crazy as enough was, they had conspired to once again, hey, if you lay down to me, I'll lay down for you. Yep. I'll lay down you for a hardcore title. You lay down for a world belt and everything. He agrees. He agrees. Okay. Through a freaking fight. And when I found about it, I confronted him with it. And all he said was, it's good acting in the pill. What the hell are you talking about, Jay? You know, it was a one of my old wrestling documentaries. He's like, it's called good acting. And I'm like, you mean to tell me you lay down to that fat ass again? And he says, yes. And he lay down to me. I called him out to his face. I said, you are a sorry piece of crap. You are a freaking coward. Freaking coward, Chris. Mm-hmm. And which built up to the December matchup. Me and Alan took on Jay and Ben. All the belts in the line. This is where I. It was November, actually. What November, December it was Hell's Fury shot. No, I believe, believe it happened the first weekend in December, if I remember correctly. Hmm. The reason why I say it because uh, I know we had that last stand at last stand, whatever hell it was. Might have been last stand. No. Uh, it was a December show that happened right after New Year's, between New Year's and Christmas. But, you know, where it was November or first week, I believe it was like December 3rd, if I remember correctly, dude, 1990. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, the year 2000. I defeated Fury in seconds. I defeated Hurricane Ben Hill in seconds. More like 30 to 40 seconds time frame. You know, with, with the lethal headlock. You know, once again, I'm trying to maintain integrity for the heavyweight title. The same kind of integrity that George Hackenschmidt and Frank Gotch, the original two, competed for the heavyweight title back in 1905. You know, I mean, I mean George Hackenschmidt, his superior strength was, was that bear hug that he had. And Frank Gotch was the master of, of, of the ankle lock at the time. When a survivor of pain was the master of the headlock. I have beaten every every single man I have ever stepped up to and fall. If I snatched that headlock on, every single freaking one of them tapped out. And I've wrestled all over the world with the Marine Corps and every person I've ever, every Marine I've ever stepped in, anybody ever stepped in an AWF, and a few people who had the balls to step up with me and flatline all fell to the headlock. And that's why I was that's why I was given the name the lethal headlock. Okay, so now let's go into the backyard brought three. Right before I went to the Marine Corps, I had to forfeit the belt. So I'm going up to the Marines, right? Mm-hmm. The championship belt is going to put up on the line. And it was, ironically, it was going to be against Fury and Diablo David Clark. Now, yeah. We all know that match went almost two hours and everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to go too much in depth, but you know, Fury did get to me. He did, he did finally redeem himself and finally beat someone legitimately. Proven, which I always knew he had. You know, 
the, the, the ability to become a championship legitimately, which in my in my in my eyes, that world belt is owned by everyone. I know he claims he's a seven time blah 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 blah. You know, he wants a belt of sports entertainment, but as far as a real division championship belt, that's the only belt, in my opinion, he legitimately won, in my opinion. You know, with the exception of the hardcore title. But as far as the heavyweight title, that was the only title he uh, legitimately won, in my opinion. Maybe it's Jordan Sully, but, but the heavyweight especially, legitimately won. With no conspiracy, nobody didn't lay down, blah, blah, freaking blah, right? Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Christopher. Alan Luke and yourself... And Jake Arganis was on the house as far as how's AWF going to be run. Yes or no? Yes. You guys are having it out. Who was in control? Who had the freaking power? Blah, blah, blah. And then it ended up being at one point, you were the, you were considered the owner. You know, Alan yeah. Luke signed over his uh, job responsibilities to you. Correct me if I'm yes, right. Yes, he did. Okay. And what kind of, you know, and, and Fury had a little bit of a whatnot you know, a little bit part of the time, but mainly it was, it was coming come to you. Now, when I left for the Marine Corps, okay, why all of a sudden, when you and Jay gave me your word, don't worry, Bill, AWF is still going to go on, because I was one of my fears. You know, when I come back from boot camp, I found out you guys made sports entertainment 100% completely. Instead of Disgracing the ADF title, the Jordan Southern Hardcore. Hell yeah, let's all do it at one time. Let's make the whole promotion lay down. Let's make the whole promotion a scam. Let's make it all, you know, fake wrestling, you know, which was, which was, was turning into. And I was like, if you guys want to start a sports entertainment promotion, hey, then that's fine. Start a sports entertainment promotion. I was cool with that. But don't ruin the, the integrity that the AWF had established, okay? Don't ruin the integrity what we stood for at that time. And I, and I realized I'm in a world all by myself. I was the only one fighting for the integrity here. Everybody I stepped up kicked their fucking asses. Well, we could kick Bill's ass. So, hey, let's create a pretend world where we can make ourselves feel good about ourselves. And that's just how I look at it as, you know. And then, then, you know, so yeah, then I hear that Fury, who didn't win the title Sports Entertainment, walks in y'all's promotions they do as Sports Entertainment, correct? Yeah. All to uh, appease his ego. I mean, 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 tell me the truth here, man. You, You tell me. So, no, I was not freaking thrilled what was going on, you know, what they do. Because you guys gave me your word, and I felt like you guys lied to me. Dude, I was bitter. I was very upset so for a long time. Well, I do know at the time, after you left, uh, Alan came to Jay and pretty much told Jay there was no way for anybody to get to any events. Nobody could get anywhere. You were basically the, the heartbeat of AWF, so to what, speak. Was Jay job at the time? Yes, he was. <laughs> yes, he was. But Jay, right, he, you know, he wasn't going to go and pick people up and do this, do that. So, Alan shut AWF down. And but why y'all, but why'd y'all go along with it? You guys were in the house. You guys were arguing and fighting. Jay said, I didn't sign nothing. I was off the board. I was trying to pull power. You're telling Alan Luke yourself this, that you don't have power. You have a job, and you're running AWF now. Why all of a sudden, if you guys were so passionate about that, and all of a sudden Alan says, well, shut down. Okay, Alan, you're in charge. Shut down. Yeah, I, well, you guys were fighting with him at the time about who was yeah. in charge of AWF. We to were. me, that makes absolutely no freaking sense. No whatsoever. And it's part of the reason why when I went down to Robert Bush's house, and there was a party that night, and we all were goofing around and wrestling and doing an entertainment style, just, you know, having fun with it. I felt new life, and I approached Jay. I was like, look, I don't want what happened in the battle. I don't want to be arguing about power. 
I don't want to be arguing about bullshit. But that had nothing to do with real wrestling. No, it didn't. You try to sit there. I saw the video, boss. You sit there and says, instead of doing real wrestling, because you saw what happened, I saw how Alan and I worked out. It, it ruined friendships. It ruined friendships, you know. Let's do it sports entertainment. Now, how many fucking friendships have been ruined because of sports entertainment? Let me go ahead and repeat. Let's just be honest. Let me go ahead and repeat what I reiterated a while back uh, in another, uh, I think I actually said it in the last podcast uh, we did together. Um, if I had a time machine to go back in time, I would whip my own ass for some of the decisions I've made. Because it was still, and yeah, it did. It did uh, at the time, you know, young, naive, stupid thinking, this is going to be great. It wasn't. You know, it was a decision that was made at the time. Do I regret the decision? Well, no. I don't because of, you know, where we've come and gone. And that's fine. But at the same time, it was made under bad judgmental circumstances, I would say. Yeah, I wouldn't even consult. I wouldn't even ask. I wouldn't even, wouldn't, you know, I, I did get told not one day. I said, yeah, I don't know boot camp, but hell. Jay had my address. He could have wrote me a freaking letter. Explain. I, I wrote several letters. They get not one fucking one. I never really could understand. But Jay had my address. He could have gave me. I, I wrote. Nobody could explain nothing what was going on. When I come out, I'm getting freaking blindsided by damn everything. But not that I would say so because I'm full. I have to do the military guy. I really had no, you know, control at the time. It's just one of those things where I was just really, really disappointed and pissed off. Did y'all rule the integrity? Made me, made me think that the last two years of my life, that point was all a fucking lie. That DP was a fucking lie. The thing that we were fighting for was a fucking lie. It was a fraud. You know what I'm saying? I thought we all believed the same thing. I thought we were all fighting for a cause. You know, and keep in mind, I'm not against pro wrestling. I'm not against sports entertainment wrestling. Although I hate calling it sports entertainment. I've always preferred wrestling or pro wrestling. Southern style wrestling. That's just me. Right. You know, I, I, I didn't care to, I didn't care for the soap opera part, which what you guys are trying to do now, you know, to make your own egos or whatnot. I don't know. You know, it's just, it's just how I felt about the time. You know, if you're going to create a sports entertainment division, then then, then that's fine. Why, my thing was, rather than the integrity, what we had. And that, that, that's what I realized. And that's when that song by Linkin Park came out. In the end, it didn't even matter. And that's just how I felt about it for a long time. Well, I do want you to take note, um... But one thing I don't think you ever noticed in small details okay. on certain aspects of things that I did back then. Because you know I was, you know, designing logos and everything. Yes. Remember when I did the first AWF logo, the way it looked. The outside band was red and the inside was blue. When we went and did the entertainment, I flipped them. And I did that for a significant reason. I did that so you see that it's a different side of AWF. That's why I did that. I wasn't ever trying to have real laid down. I wanted it to be its own separate thing. And sure didn't seem that way. We didn't at the time. And I, I, if I remember correctly, was who the fuck is Bill Blanchard? I think what some guy said. Well, who said that? Everything was going fine. That story, a piece of shit, came back to the scene. God, who said that? Help me out here, Chris. Who said that? Brandon Parker? No, no, no. Brandon Parker said I was the next bald thing. Who else said that? That everything, if it was going just fine, into that sorry piece of shit came back. Help me out here, Chris. Who said that? I don't remember. You you, you don't freaking remember? Go ahead and say it. You don't freaking remember? 
Then I had to come back and spit you in the face and kick your ass for some bullshit I was hearing you were saying about me. Yeah. Ring a bell? Yeah. <laughs> I laughed at some of that crap, though, honestly, though. But it was like, you know, back then it was just like, but yeah, I was very vocal about it. I did cuss you and you and uh, Jay off of that. I, I I didn't know who to blame more. You were you were Jay. As I kind of put you up both the equals now, you know. And then, then, of course, you know, I want to tell you this story real quick. Now, do you know about, I guess you call it rumor and indie window, that there's going to be some group of guys that was going to come take out Chris Dickens and his followers. Yes. And then anybody else who stood in our freaking way. We're going to crash a freaking show. I remember. I had a group of guys lined up. And we actually brought in Jay. The way, look on Jay's freaking face. I look right in Jay's eye for everybody. Hey, yeah, fucking low. And I think I told right in front of Jay, if we get in our fucking way, y'all beat his ass too. We were coming to take Chris Dickens out and all his followers, which probably included Parker, Lil Lizzie, you know, Ramsey, whoever the hell his name was at the time, you know, nothing against him, but I say, if he, if he, anybody that was going to stand by your side and fight the great freaking fight, we were coming to kick y'all. I have about five or six guys coming with me, including Eric O'Neill, including Billy Buller, including Jonathan Boyd, Jonathan Sequentes, and Joe Perez, and Alan Luke. We were all going to come back and reclaim the AWF, you know. <laughs> and unfortunately, we had a family tragedy and just wasn't able to work out. And that took place at the time... Um, I, that, I think it was going to happen at the, the, the Winter War Zone when y'all had to build fuel flat, flat. So let's go ahead and roll into that. Um, you gave your uh, opinions about, you know, your thoughts on what happened with AWF. But then you found out about the other promotion in yes. the area. yes. Flatline Championship Wrestling, run yes. by Daniel E. May Daniel and e. Eric Milford. And Eric Milford, yeah, yeah. What were your thoughts on that? And then, I want you to give your thoughts on Winter War Zone when you finally heard what happened. <laughs> oh, man. No, I, I, are we going to talk about the time when I first showed up and I actually met these guys face-to-face? We'll talk yeah, after the fact. Or um, before I... Before you ever before, showed up. Talk about what you thought about when you heard about Flatline Championship Wrestling. Uh, your thoughts on what happened with Winter War Zone once you found out, then what happened when you finally showed up to Flatline. Well, I mean, my first initial thoughts of Flatline, I was kind of like, okay, interesting. FCW, Flatline Championship Wrestling. And, um, I, 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 honestly, God, I, I was kind of excited at first. I'm like, okay, cool, another another organization, another group of guys, and then maybe uh, we could bump heads, you know, maybe work something out, or maybe you know, I don't know, you know, it. I, I saw some possibilities there. I didn't know, I didn't know who, who none of them freaking were, you know, other than the fact that we all have one thing in common: we like wrestling. Mm-hmm. Now I didn't know these guys were strictly sports entertainment, pro wrestling, or real wrestling, you know, and um. And then when I hear a war is about to start, and this is the time where I got my guys together, and I says, first thing first, we take out Chris Dickens and his followers, and then we're going to take out Flatline. If it's going to be an invasion thing, you know, I says, first things first, we retake back AWF, and if Flatline wants to stand away, wants to go at it, we'll take all them guys out as well. We had a game plan. We had, man, we were coming in to crash. We were going to be like the NWO kind of crashing the thing or ECW kind of, wherever we were, were, the Renegades, the Union. We we were, I I, I talked to everybody and everybody was all game, man. Everybody called me up the day of. 
most of the freaking, you know, we're all going to ride around in two different vehicles. Um, I told him, man, we had family tragedy, man. So my family, I remember, had died that morning, actually. And I just had to make a decision, you know, family, my pen comes first. You know, and, and, and ironically, bro, and here, and here was crazy thing, but that was in uh, November 2001, mm -hmm. and that was the last time I saw Alan Luke until, I think, 2014. Yeah. 14, 15 time frame. That was the last, that's a lot of years, long years mm -hmm. before I would see my friend Alan Luke again. And now, when, and I only met Brandon Parker like once at that point, you know, he was just some 16-year-old kid in the back of someone's vehicle crying because some girl broke his heart, which was Liz, you know, she ripped mm -hmm. his freaking guts out, you know, and supposedly, you know, in my defense, they came to me, you know, <laughs> started messing with, and I saw the whole, you know, friction right there coming along. So, like, I think it was, and I mentioned at the time, you know, can I go ahead and tell the whole story? Go for it. You know, um, there was some dude that called my uh, soon-to-be sister-in-law a fucking whore, a freaking slut, yada, yada, yada. And you guys knew about it. You guys were in the general area. I think I was at Fort, Fort Lee, Virginia. I called you and Jay. I had both of y'all on the phone at the exact same time. I think y'all were with each other. And I asked you point blank. I said, dude, why are you defending Christina? Why did he let somebody friend call her that? And your exact response was, well, I'll let defend her for what she is, Bill. You're fucking dead! I said your phone, you're freaking dead! I hung up. And then, uh, luckily, you guys had no idea. I had weekend leave coming up that particular weekend. Or the, ne the next weekend, when I came down, I found out you're going to be at Daniel Mays' place in Daniel Mays' backyard. Jay only, knew I was, Jay only knew I was coming. You know? Jay goes up there and tells Daniel Mays. I, I keep in mind, I had not met none of these guys. I haven't seen. This is the first time I laid freaking eyes. Jay would tell me the ring is right over here. Walk through there, and he goes, you can see the ring. He said, trust me, Chris is already in the ring. You know? And then... They play my music. I'm hearing the music. I believe it or not, there was some reason all Jay had with him was American Made, a dope stupid whole COVID theme. I'm like, yeah, sure. What the hell? Why not? Be fun, you know? And they played American Made, and I started freaking walking. Everybody told me later the look on your face was priceless. First you were smiling, then you went, oh shit, frown look. And I came to that ring. I got freaking ring. I think I spit in your face, kicked you a couple of times, started punching you, power bombing you. You know, and then I think, of course, Brandon Parker's music came out. He came out in the ring trying to freaking hit me. And it's a freaking tag, fight. Tag team match. Yeah, tag me and Fury versus you and Parker, which me and Fury went over. You know, that was the first time actually doing an actual, as a matter of fact, to be honest, that might have been the actual first time I did an actual sports entertainment match other than us goofing around, playing around, trying to practice moves. As far as an actual show, me showing up and actually doing a sports entertainment match, it might be the very first time I think I actually uh, did that, though, you know? Yeah, I, I remember that day fondly, and nobody lets me live it down because I'm in the ring, and <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sitting there all smiles, and he's American man. I knew right then I dropped him like, no, he is not. And here you come walking, and your your eyes were locked on me, and I'm like, oh, shit. And the whole time I'm sitting there, you're beating the shit out of me. I'm like, it's entertainment. It's entertainment. It's, entertainment. it's scripted. Like, it's scripted. Fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck that. You're dead. You're dead. You're dead. I'm spinning. I'm spinning. I'm spinning. <laughs> 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 
And that's when Parker told me later. And I was like, she's a what? She's, <laughs> she's a, a what? She's, she's a, a what? what? <laughs> Parker told me later on, he saw me getting my ass whipped, and he's like, I can't let Dickie go out like that. <laughs> he come in the ring to help. And then he told me after the match was over, he's like, motherfucker, you owe me dinner, breakfast, lunch, <laughs> for a week. Do you realize how much I got beat up? I was like, not as much as me. <laughs> I think you have marks all over your damn body. I was pounding like hell. That power bomb hurt too. Because right. as, as soon as you, as you all you would hear, all you would hear, if you listen to the tape very close, you're saying, "It's sports entertainment. Fuck that. It's sports entertainment. Fuck that." What's entertainment? Fuck, fuck that. Entertainment. Power bomb. Fuck that. He said, like, fuck that. Power bomb. Power bomb. I was like, it's entertainment. It's entertainment. Boom. Oh. It's entertainment. And I started probably like, she's a what? Boom. She's a what? Boom. She's a what? Boom. <laughs> but once you, <laughs> once you found out, because cause I, I know you found out what happened with Winter Warzone. I know you found out. Oh, yeah, out. I did. Eventually. I mean, at the time, I didn't know what was going on. I mean, I, I, yeah. I, I found solo footage. You know, and and I'll, I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and answer that right now. There's another part I was gonna bring up about uh, Daniel Maine and uh, something that happened. I think I, uh, the other time I came down, yeah, and it showed up in Maine's backyard, and I thought it was kind of um, interesting. Um, when I finally saw the footage. I knew and it says you were what all of a sudden flatlined decided to get real in y'all. Yeah, what had happened, and um, uh, I, I really yeah. want, I really would like for you to do, you know, try to get Daniel Maine on this show, and then uh, somehow, sure, I, would love to do it. I would love for me and him to have a sit down and discuss that uh, Winter War Zone fiasco, and let, I want to get the facts straight on it, if I could ever get the chance to do that, but what happened is this whole thing started when Daniel showed up at an AWF show. Took all of our belts, and we thought it was cool because we were, you know, they had the invasion time thing yeah. at the time with WCW, yeah, WWF, invasion. and um, the failed invasion. Yeah, well, we didn't want it to fail, so you know, we found out about Flatline, and we went to Daniel, me and uh, Jay, and we're like, let's stage an invasion. Well, Daniel shows up, claims he's the owner of Flatline, and he takes all the AWF belts and runs with them. Well, what we didn't know at the time was he took those belts, he actually burned them, and. Um, Next thing I know, I, when I heard that, that's what crossed the line. That's what pissed me off. And I says, "All right, it's fucking." Yeah. Going. Next thing I know, I'm seeing AWF guys show up to Flatline shows, and then, and then we're getting messages back that we were already signed on with Flatline. And me and Jerry are like, we never signed on. So we approached Daniel again. He goes, "Well, I'd like you guys to show up." So we showed up to a show, and that's when the CDX, famous CDX, around the world was heard. Uh, when I hit Daniel with the CDX for the first time. Might have been one of the best CDXs you've ever did, my man. But, um, you know, as the stories progressed, the, the second time we showed up, you know, I enjoyed myself out there. second time we showed up, I wrestled against Chris Catella, Special K, who I had decided to be the AWF champion going into this whole invasion story. And we had a match, and I was doing moves, you know. At the time, I was a high flyer. I, I jumped off the top of a, a dump truck and landed on the table. Daniel screams, cut. We got to do it again. Uh, camera didn't record. So I did it a second time. Cut. I didn't hit record that time. We got to do it one more time. The, the last time I did it, uh, Catellus moves off the table. I fall through the table like an ass. Okay, we got it that time. Cool. I'm like, what? <laughs> but what, what happened was when the Winter War Zone event hit. Um, uh, the Taylor boys, Andy and Jonathan Taylor were there. 
And they had overheard Daniel talking to Eric saying, we are going to put AWF six foot under. We are going to be the dominant. So tonight, when we win this match and I gain control, AWF's done. And I heard that and I was like, I'm not letting that happen. So I sent, I sent Liz and I sent Aaron Gates to go get Jay, who wasn't there at the time. He was with his mom and they were buying ice cream. Yeah, but um, I sent her Whoa. to go. I sent them to go get him. I was like, yeah. I need backup, and I'm watching everybody get hurt. I'm watching Andy Taylor get put through a table that has nails sticking up through the top of it. I'm watching Brandon Parker get knocked unconscious. Uh, my head's busted open. I'm actually bleeding, and the main event match comes up, and it's a handicap. It's me and Danny. It's me versus Danny Thurman and Daniel Main. Uh, winner gets control over the other's company. And I'm standing at the door. And I know, I know this is your podcast, but the, the, this is something that, you know, a lot of people didn't know. I'm standing at the entranceway waiting to come in. And at the time, Jay's getting ready to walk through the door, and there, everybody in AWF is behind me. And they're screaming, don't go in yet. And all I remember doing was the four points. And if you ever see me do that, yeah. it's not a cross. It's rhythm. If you ever had music class, you know how they do the, the little stick and they do the rhythm thing. It's I the four you. points I of rhythm. You. I was in my rhythm. I was in my zone. And I walked through the curtain. And on the video, you see me walk through. And then you see the entire AWF locker room come in. Mm-hmm. And we battled. Like, we battled. And they were taking it out of everybody. And then finally, I picked Danny Thurman up and I power bombed him. And he landed on his head. Thank God he didn't die. Thank God he didn't break his neck. But after battling Daniel Maine for like five minutes, I finally went over to Danny, pinned him. And I said, take the pin. He's like, are you kicking out? I was like, no. He took the three count. I gained control of AWF and FCW. And that's when Eric instituted his power. He made it two out of three falls, and we all ended up running. We we were chased from Harlem all the way back to Grovetown. At, Why uh, the park. We ha- We made our statement. We got outnumbered or something, or watch our we, freaking we, run. We weren't Why not staying in the grid and fight. The thing was, is the location we were at. We were at uh, Lord's Roofing, which was Eric Milford's stepdad's right, business. Right, right, And we made our statement. That's what I wanted to do. It was like we, we're not taking it lying down. We made our statement. We go. And you know, Brandon made his statement that night. He beat up Eric. Him and Eric fought and beat up each other. And. Um, you know, everybody had made their statement, made their move, and that's when everything went down the way it did. And then so, so my question is not to fast forward a little bit. I remember watching one of Jay's Code One Eight Seven videos you put together, which was yeah. Anyways, no, no, I'm not, I'm not gonna go go too in depth in that. But I saw one part on there. Why in the hell would Jay y'all doing a storyline after all, the, all that shit had happened? Jay. All of a sudden, says, I guess he's getting ready to leave or whatnot. He's going to relinquish his power of AWF and introduce Daniel Main and Main promote says, I'm going to flush his promotion <clears> back <throat> down the toilet and take it. Oh, I can always take it back. You can't take back what you give away. F you. AWF is freaking dead flat. I'm like, <laughs> this was at the time where. I'm, I'm this, sitting there like, uh, okay. I know exactly what you're talking about. This is at the time where we had finally sat down and talked after Winter War Zone. 
And we had a mutual understanding. And I was like, look, I ain't trying to put you out of business. You don't try to put us out of business. So we came up with what was called Sports Entertainment Incorporated. Oh <laughs> it was God. a partnership deal. And we could use each other's talents and be on each other's shows, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. So basically, I stroke your ego, you stroke mine. Uh, that's basically how it went. But it allowed for storylines to happen. And what, what happened was... You realize yeah. you and Daniel may have always say y'all are like the next generation of Bischoff and Russo. <laughs> I wouldn't go Bischoff Russo if I would have said more like what, Heyman, and, Heyman? Uh, Cornette and Heyman or, or Heyman and uh, Bischoff. Oh Lord! But the thing was is that it allowed for you know intricate it, it allowed for storyline ideas to happen, and most of those storyline ideas were mine. And uh, wouldn't I make Jay Farrar? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Oklahoma! No tougher than my boy here. Anyway, let's get back to my story. Get back to you, okay? People pay to watch, listen to me, not Curse Dickens. I know, right? It sucks to be me. Well, let's let's let's. I want let's let's mention this now. I want to talk about this right here. Okay, far as another experience I had with SCW, another guy I met. I was other than. I, I, I saw Chris Green, Daniel Green. Is it Chris Green or Daniel Green? Mm. I don't forgot. His ring name was Mean Chris Green. Mean Chris Green. But his real name is Daniel Green. That's what I thought. This dude is a, was a, one of the best technical wrestlers I've ever seen. It reminded me a lot of you because he was big into studying the, yes. the art we of were the art of wrestling. wrestling. I was a very student of the game when it comes to art of wrestling. I was the kind of guy that I consider myself a thinking wrestler. I'm thinking three or four moves down the head and how I'm going to set you up into this freaking move. I saw how I'd be allowed my opponents that way. You know, and Green, he was he, he was very good. I was very, I was very, um, I got nothing but good things to say about him. But another guy I met, which I, I battled over the years and came uh, good friends with, and uh, I got a lot of respect for him. That's James Houston. Yes. Who was known at the time was the drunk. And he was actually Flatline's champion at the time. Yeah. With the Sawblade Championship. Yeah, you know, so it's kind of like, and all of a sudden, I found myself getting put in a situation. Now, this is where the politics bullshit I discover in sports entertainment. This is where egos, bruised egos, my ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about here. Let me explain the scenario. Daniel Mayne approached me. Now, granted, I didn't ask for this. I, I show up there, I, I just want, you know, want to wrestle a little bit, see some of the guys, see, see what they're all about, right? You know, and so Daniel May said, I got a great idea. We're going to put the FCW belt on Survivor of Pain, and hell, we're going to do the AF belt as well. You know, it's it like a fatal four-way, you know. I think Parker was in it, Jay was in it, I was in it, Tweed was in it, mm-hmm. and I was supposed to win both belts. Do you take an educated guess who threw a freaking hissy fit? Started freaking fussing and cussing in front of everybody, throwing a big freaking hissy fit, saying, "Hell no, that's bullshit." You have a mask on? No, he he, he always claims he uh wear he, he always claims about the mask, but I've never seen him wear the mask. You know, I, I talk about mask fear here. Yeah. Soon as Daniel May said, we're all out there, you know, in the back, we're all talking about it. And Dame, I, I said, well, I appreciate that, Dan. That, that sounds pretty cool. I'll be, it'll be honored to be the FCW slash AW champion. And what did that son of a bitch do? Whoa, 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 whoa. Why does Bill got with both Bills? I ain't fucking right. He's just looking at me all his day. No, 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 no. I, I, should win, I should win one of those belts. 
You know, hey, you're just throwing a freaking fit, throwing a fit. Hey, pull it, Daniel side. I kept arguing with Daniel. And I took Jay. Dude, he's going to book it this way. He's the promoter. That's the, that's the thing of sports and tail wrestling, dude. This is what you signed up for. You know? Mm-hmm. And he threw a fit and finally danced. Okay, i tell you what, Bill. We'll let you win the uh, FCW and we'll just let Jay win the AWF. You know, me being the good old sport that I am, I'm like, well, dude, that's fine. That's, that's, this is your show. I look the fucking Jay. <laughs> Ego maniac, right? You know? I remember to talk with Daniel after that. He goes, how do you put up with this shit? I was like, a lot of Dr. Pepper. <laughs> a lot of Dr. Pepper, man. Well, Christopher, okay. What was your thoughts on that? Let me ask you a question. You were there. Yeah, why I was. Why was Jay, if he didn't have an ego, why was he throwing, in your opinion, why was he throwing such a hissy fit, you know, but me winning both belts? Because Bill had he been here. I have. Bill's been, Bill hadn't been in AWF and FCW working. I have. Bill didn't earn the right. I did. I remember that conversation. I was like, well, oh. if that's the case, doesn't Parker and Tweeter have a claim to it too? Well, I've been in AWF longer. <laughs> and? Jay, when you're hearing this, buddy, you are a piece of shit, dude. At least Tweeter can hit a frog splash. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, goodness Anyways. gracious. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm like, okay, whatever, motherfucker. You know, so yeah, I did actually win the FCW title. I can legitimately claim I pinned Twitter shoulders in a mat. You know, they're they're trying to say I was both freaking champions. I had both hands raised. And Jay and Joe tried to throw my arm down. No, you didn't win the AWF. You didn't win the AWF. I was like, all right, dude. I'm a fucking champion now laughing at him. You know, he just throwing a hit, making himself look like a fucking jackass, man. Literally making himself look like a jackass, you know. And I think Jay finally would go there and finally pin Parker's shoulder. It's just to just a please a his ego. ego. You hear that right, Fury? A please your ego, buddy. You know? Okay, so... So, yeah, I, I did say I won the FCW title. You know? So, I mean, you're a former FCW yeah, champion. I'm a former FCW champion. Great. It was a, I didn't get a chance to really defend it because I ended up... Uh, I went right back to uh, Cantwell June. But yeah. here, you know, let's, let's, let, let's move on a little bit here, okay? I get ready to go to Japan. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think this, this this is where we're at. What's the next question? I'm sorry. Well, let's uh, uh, get there. So go ahead and go with that. Go ahead, and then, well, no, no, no. What's no. The question? You're, you're leading into what I'm going to ask. So go well, ahead. What are you gonna ask? Don't worry about it. Talk about that, and then I'll go into the next one. Well, it's like okay, I come home on leave, and I'm getting ready to go to Japan. Now, granted, you know I'm, I'm I've cussed you and Jay out on several occasions. More right? than I can count about the real division and sports entertainment. You guys said okay, how about once a year we'll have a real event that'll be backyard brawl. Okay. Yes. And then all of a sudden, but y'all didn't do that. Backyard Brawl 4, and it'd be, again, I just know the sports entertainment event. You know, and I, and I saw how you and the whole conspiracy between the Redneck Outlaws and then the whole thing with the with, with, with Taylor and Parker. And, what were y'all calling yourselves? I don't know y'all Team Extreme. Trying to they were, hard they were too extreme. With the TWF or some shit y'all trying to invade, whatever. TWF. Guess, yeah, Jay ended up, Jay says he wanted to leave a legacy behind and he jumped Savitry, who let Twitty Bird fill out his mama's neck. <laughs> and <laughs> fell. He looked like Trying Tweety to do a frog splash, but look, a baby bird couldn't fly. <laughs> he looked like trying to flap his big. You know how, you know how an airplane, when they're flying over, they'll usually release the. Yeah, the uh, turds that are locked in the toilet, yeah. and they fall down. <laughs> That's what it looked like. It looked like somebody flushed the toilet from out of an airplane, a 747 jet, and it just fell to earth and landed on the table. <laughs> it was supposed to land on me, but it didn't land on me. It landed on the table. Yeah, so I'm like, I cuss you guys out again. I'm like, y'all fucking lied to me. 
So I guess to call me off, you know. Second strike. Y'all been back y'all brought for a second strike. Now y'all only had one match in that show that was real. It was you and and uh and, and Jay, me and Jay versus Parker and Taylor. Yeah. Now I know Jay was like, I got faith in my territory partner. So you know, he said he would go in there and just kind of soften Parker and Taylor up, then tag you, and then... I- I'll give you credit, though, Chris. You hung in there. That was uh, one of the best, ta- better tag team matches in a real wrestling I saw. And Parker did got you in the ankle lock. He twisted, he twisted, you rolled and you rolled. Yeah, I rolled you fought rolled it, dude. Until he locked me in place and turned my ankle into a rotary phone, which Literally. I still have problems to this day with that leg. Yeah, you know, so Parker didn't make me tap out, you know, and they won the tag team titles. Then came the match where... Now, this is a story I got told, Christopher. You were there, correct me if I'm wrong here, okay? It was Fury versus David. David wanted yes. to win the belt, all right? Did he, did he not? He did. You know, he really and, and it's supposed to be a real match, and all of a sudden, Jay says, come here, David, let's go for a walk, you know? And they come back, and all of a sudden, they come up with some kind of weird fit where, at first, they, it's, it looked like it might have started off real, but David was clearly beating Fury, and all of a sudden... You see, too, because what was the last minute staying rules? All of a sudden, mm-hmm. both of them grab signs, and both of them freaking y'all hit each other, and both of them fall down. And you see Jay holding his ribs, crying on the ground. <laughs> you know, and Parker just, not Parker, I'm sorry, David Clark on the ground, with a weird smile on his face. And as you guys did the standing 10 count, well, this match is a draw, but Fury is still your world champion. Okay. Fury to this day tries to say, it was a real match, Bill. It was a real match, Bill. Christopher, tell me the fucking truth. There's no way that could have been a real match. None of, none of us were involved with any decision-making in that. We didn't know what was going on. We were under the assumption David that we were wrestling that Dave, David Clark told me personally that uh, it went for a walk, and he just says, how about this, bro? We'll, we'll, we'll roll around a little bit, and when the time comes right, we'll both grab signs to hit each other, win, and then draw. And David said, okay, that's fine. But Jay, you know... Didn't want to put David over. Jay we, wanted to hold on to the We title. all know David's going to go with anything because as soon as David's done wrestling, he's going to drink. <laughs> Pretty much. He's got money to make uh, hustling pool and stuff. Pretty so much. he you know give a I mean? shit about that. But, um, so like, because David was like, hey, you know, if you won it last year, why couldn't I win it this year back in about four? You know, and Jay kind of had issues with that. No, you know, so, like, okay, so let's go into Annihilation. Now, That's where exactly where I was going. All right. So your thoughts? I want I want your thoughts on Annihilation going into the whole event, and then mm-hmm. I want your thoughts after the fact. Okay, uh, going into it though, I uh, I I don't know, man. I got mixed feelings about it. At the time, I was not in a good place of mind how I felt about you know you and Jay at that point. I mean, we're still friends. Okay, now keep this in mind, fans. I know I'm talking shit here, but let's 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 let's, let's call it as it is. We all said we wouldn't let this business destroy our friendship. Am I right, Chris? Right. You know, me and you had our issues, okay? It took a lot. It took a lot of prayer. It took a lot of forgiving. But me and you had a heart-to-heart talk. And ever since then, me and you have not had a major fight. We've nope. had some disagreements. We've had some arguments. We're not to the point where I'm ready to beat the shit out of you. You're dead! You said what? You said what? You said what? Yeah, yeah. That's this never happened. This was Fuck it. This was entertainment. Fuck it. What is it? Fuck it. Boom. Well, the most that come out of that was later on down the road where the trash can, boom, I'm done. Yeah, And then yeah, he gets yeah. back up all angry. Oh, shit. Why you hit me? It's your turn. It's your turn. Ha! But, you know, me, me and you, you know, actually had... We made peace with each other as far as whatever personal issues we had. Right, we no did. reason to bring that bullshit up. Nope. You know, 
uh, uh, but we, me and you have never had that kind of problem again, you know. And I was, you know, so going this thing with Jay, you know, it was so, it, it, it was tough, okay. He wasn't able to get in the Marine Corps. I have my own personal reasons why I thought he didn't get in the Marine Corps, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to comment on that. Um, so he ended up going, he ended up leaving for the Army. You know, I didn't get a chance to see him all, uh, by the time I came back, I was coming home and leave. I was getting ready, to get, get ready to get deployed. He had just shipped off to the Army, and you guys had annihilation. Now, you came out of my house, and we sat down, we watched it. You guys had a freaking back-and-forth kind of battle where, like I did, the entire Lincoln Park song. We did. Know? We chose five Lincoln Park songs. And the idea the was theory. That, the the idea was that we didn't want commentary. We wanted what was going on in the ring to tell the story and go along with the music and and set a mood. And I think we succeeded in that. Yeah, I did really good. It was it was it was a good match you guys had. It was a back and forth kind of deal. And and uh, I think the, the the thing was one thing I've, I've always kind of surprised. It seemed like whenever you know you always you said you had the majority upper hand in that kind of match. Never Fury would try to. Cut you off and have a comeback. Boom! You could right off the boot. You're right back. You're right back in control. You know you were definitely the ring general in that match. Um, the last part about it though was which that I call it the next snap hurt around the world because I played that part to everybody. When the part where you knee him in the back again with the career kill was like a, like a really spinning fast version, rude awakening net breaker. The way you did it was so really cool. But at the same time, you freaking hit it. I think Park was in the background with a stick, swung on a tree, snapped freaking stick as you're coming down. So it literally sounded like you just snapped Fury's neck, you know, which I thought was way more impressive than the thing I did moments later. Y'all supposed to cut him up and set him on fire. Okay, here's my thing. <laughs> my honest point. When I saw that, the neck snapping was cool. He knocked out, he's laid out. And all of a sudden, instead of you seeing Parker and Taylor, all them come grab the thing, well, okay, fuck it, he's dead. Let's just throw it over. Fuck calling 911 and fuck calling the paramedics. At least bury his ass, right? Fuck him, you know? And all of a sudden, you coming out there with gasoline and David with cigarette, what freaking work? And all of a sudden, you're trying to throw more fuel on it. You don't burn your ass off. You know? <laughs> I did. And a flame comes up. To me, this is where it sounded cheesy, okay? I'm sorry. Oh, dude. God. When the numbers oh. one eight seven come together, I will come back and destroy your ass. Oh, it gets worse. <laughs> I, I will not rest, rest in, in peace. peace. Oh God! And the whole time, they're Undertaker they're, that clip. Everybody's <laughs> out there trying to put out the fire because it's racing fuel and it's on cloth. On top of chicken wire, on top of a PVC pipe filled with leaves and pine straw. <laughs> and they're in the middle of the woods. And he's saying this while we're trying to put out a fire so we don't cause a big forest fire. Forest fire. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, are you going to help? I'm just trying to add some emotion. Fuck your emotion. We got to put out this fire. <laughs> but, the, but the thing was is that, you know, the neck breaking thing was cool. Um, and it was a last minute thing. And, and, and he... He, he wanted to go out. He was, he's like, I'm going to put you over as champion. I'm going to do the right thing. You know, I'm, I'm going to pass the torch. It's like, okay, cool. Well, how are we going to take me out? We're going to break my leg. We're going to break. How about I kill you? No, I'm being serious. I'm being serious too. How about I kill you? What? It's never been done before. 
But I know they, you know, they set the Undertaker on fire. And he tells a story how you and him came up with a storyline where you're going to make you a dominant heel as the champion. You're supposed to hold that belt for four months until he comes back. To come back and win it. And he was so pissed off that that did not fucking happen. He's still in the podcast show, too. I know he did. If you haven't heard it already. Oh, I heard it. I heard it was a monkey yeah. ass. Any comments <laughs> to that? The thing is, is that, you know, the plans change and things change. <laughs> it changed two weeks later. I changed a week later. <laughs> when you came back. I didn't win the belt. No, you didn't, but we made the decision to put it on Parker. Because <laughs> we were starting a new promotion. <laughs> we were merging promotions at the time and formed the WWE. Oh, so we put the belt on that. Parker we to go into the next generation. Right. And then when he come back all pissed off. Extreme World Wrestling Alliance. And when he come back and did Code 187 the very next week. I don't like the extra W. We're not worldwide. Yes, we are. Where? Shit. I just like EWA. Extreme Wrestling Alliance. Uh, all in favor? Yeah, all opposed? What the fuck? I can't oppose. Outnumbered. Ego. And, you know, when I talked over the phone and I was in Okinawa because I wasn't consulted, that's what he said. You know. So. And I remember, you, was I consulted when you changed someone from entertainment? No. <laughs> so again, fuck, fuck you. That's <laughs> just exactly. God, I'm sorry, it's like Ole Anderson here. <laughs> so now this is good therapy. This is good therapy. You. So let's jump forward a bit. Uh, you and Jay go off. You know, y'all are off. You know, Jay's in the army. Uh, he's he's um, you know over stationed over in Iraq for a while. Oh. You're stationed over in Afghanistan. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, he's delivering mail. You're actually fighting on the lines. Right. Um, I guess he would say his job was a lot harder than yours. I don't know what. Uh, I'm just I'm I'm, I'm thinking a Fury talk. Oh, yeah, right. you know, but. You both come back. Backyard Brawl 5 Evolution. Oh, man. Yeah, Backyard Brawl 5 Evolution. It was a way to make up for Backyard Brawl 5, which took place, you know, a few months earlier. And it was set. All the belts. You know, Marine Corps Championship Wrestling, Army Championship Wrestling, uh, all the AWF titles. All that in one match. 60 minute Iron Man match. 60 minute Iron Man match, Chris. And this is this is where I want to end this second episode because I know we're gonna have you talking more well, later on. Yeah. Uh, so this is the main event. This is the main event right here for for this because I, I I want to save more for the next time we're able to have you tell your story because there's a whole lot more to tell. All but right, right. this That's is the cool. main event right here. This is the wrap up. It's Survivor of Pain. Versus Fury well, for dude, all dude, the dude, belts. Quick question here: Can we can we just all right, move on just a little bit here? Okay, wonder one spot you know that happened between me and you and Daniel Mains right before I left to go fight overseas. Yes, you go ahead and talk about that. And then I mean, we'll I jump want to know from that. you because you stay. I mean, I don't understand what the fuck happened. Okay, I called Daniel. I know Parker was in the background. I called Daniel. I said, "Hey, I'm getting ready to get deployed to Iraq and Afghanistan. I would like to have one match." Yes. Okay. Actually, no, I, I, I take that back, bro. This happened after the Iron Man match. Yeah. All right, we'll, we'll say that for yeah, part three. Yeah, for, for part three okay, later I'm sorry, on I'll, down the road. I'll, I'll, I'll mind <laughs> He's, trying to jump. He's trying to jump the gun. The Iron Man match was actually before the... Okay, okay, yes. okay, okay. Okay, so... I'm ready. I want to I know. The fans want to hear it. You and Fury are going to finally go toe-to-toe, and this is months in the making, if not years in the making. 
it was about two and a half to uh, two two years, about nine to ten months in the making, almost three years in the making. The time we actually saw each other and we left. He left in the army and I left in the Marines, and it was like it was two and a half years before we actually would lay eyes on each other, you know. And uh, it was um, it was cool because when he it was Thanksgiving weekend too. Um, the day after Thanksgiving, which was on a Friday, a friend of mine came, picked me up from Camp Lejeune and drove down there. I ended up getting my parents out. I was supposed to be at Martha's Vineyard, but apparently by the time I finally got in town, you and you and Jay couldn't wait. So you guys came to my house and that was the first time we saw each other and we hugged and embraced. It was, it was emotional. You know, we know each other. I've already seen what we've been through. And then we started talking about, you know, because he had to go back to Iraq, and I had to go back overseas, too. We were just yes. on for a break. So, um, we wanted to leave a mark in the wrestling business, real sports entertainment, whatever you want to call it, wrestling, period. We wanted to create a type of championship match that had the same kind of respect of what Ric Flair and Harley Race did in Starcade 83. You know what I'm saying? Where two legends are going at each other. These, these are two guys right now are going to fight. This is like the thriller in the Manila kind of bout. You know, we were rivals in the ring. We we're out trying to outdo each other. You know, it's one of those things, Christopher, and I want to make a point here. Bill Blanchard and Jay Garganius get along just fine. We're the best of friends. We consider each other brothers. But when it came to inside the ring, Survivor of Pain and Mask Fury, Christian Fury, whatever the hell he wants to freaking call himself, we hate each other, despise each other, have very little respect for each other. Obviously, you, you, you can hear that both our podcasts and everything. <laughs> um, I mean, there's it's, it's competitiveness in between us. And the issues me and him are having in the last couple of years at this point, whether Russell, you know, you, you, we went from real, him laying down the titles, to him laying down the promotion, then me merging AWF with the Marine Corps Chief Wrestling, we're going worldwide, making EWWA, then him come back trying to change it to EWA, trying to, the whole power thing was going on between us, right? So, all this was going on the line, you know, in this particular match, you know. So, I know we're going to do an in-depth show on the Iron Man match, you know, we're going to do an Underwood talk about the TNB. We're going to do a documentary, yes. explain this match, and show this match for the first time live. You know, a U.S. Marine versus a U.S. soldier, Survivor Payne versus Mass Fury. You know, for the undisputed world title and Kirk Roman wrestling. We were going to do a 60 minute Iron Man match, most decisions in an hour. Would it be pinfall? Would it be tap out? Now, here, here, here are some key points in this match I want to talk about here, okay? Right at the get-go of the freaking match, Fury headbutts me. When he locked up, he headbutted in the tip of my brain. But it knocked me out of the ring, too. He hit me so freaking so hard, okay? You were there, okay? This ain't damn word. You were there, a few people were there. This ain't damn word, okay? Cool. He headbutted me, all right? I get back in the freaking ring, you know? Stuff match is going on. He kicks me in the middle of my chest where my heart is. Again, you didn't say anything. You didn't say anything. Okay? Fury's playing a little bit dirty, okay? Now it's time for Survivor Payne to jack it up a little bit, okay? I went to kick his leg out. When I was getting up, I saw it over for his leg. I kicked it right in the freaking shin. It's harder freaking good. It's going to the ground. Ah! Ah! And Chris like, what happened? 
Pancake Fury in the knee. Immediately, you're calling Brandon Parker. Immediately, everybody's getting pissed off. Immediately, Survivor Payne just threw a cheap shot. And right off the bat, you know, Bill, fuck Bill Blanchard. He's fucking trying to take it too hard on freaking poor little poor Lance Fury's freaking knee. You know, another key point in this freaking matchup. My, uh, you know, my, my, my future sister-in-law, you know, the girl you wouldn't defend and why I keep saying, you know, it's for entertainment. Fuck it. What is she? What is she? What is she? You know what I'm saying? That same girl was there. And when she made a comment, Come on, Fury, show the Army's better than the Marines. And, dude, I unleashed a Fury on Fury. I started headbutting the shit out of him, punching him, splashing him, elbow dropping. I'm kicking the crap out of him. You know, and then, and then, you know, we're, 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 we're going at it pretty hard back and forth. He gave me an ankle lock. I rolled to put me in a cripple cross face, you know. I put him down the headlock. He puts me in a freaking guillotine choke, you know. Grab him, roll, let go of the freaking hole. I mean, we're going at back and forth. You know, one time I tried going for a power bomb. I mean, literally, this is real wrestling here, guys. I ain't sports entertainment. I literally tried to pick his ass up, but my momentum got the better of me. So, literally, when I picked him right up, I almost flipped him over my freaking shoulders. I fell back, and his whole body came crashing down my freaking shoulder. You know? Um, we're, we took some serious hard blows in that freaking fight. But, like, the most magical thing about it, though, when the bell sounded, you know, Fury fell to the ground. Could barely walk me. I stumble a little bit. I'm walking around pacing myself a little bit. And then all of a sudden, I'm hearing arguments. Okay? This is where you come in, boss. I'm hearing you arguing. I hear Melissa arguing. David's arguing. Andy and Jonathan Taylor are arguing. The fact that Birch was there too. And Melissa is saying that no, it should not go that way. It should go who the better wrestler is, not who y'all think the better man is. Melissa what leads the conversation, comes and says, Bill, they're going to give it to Jay. If it goes to decision, they're going to give it to Jay. You have got to beat him in sudden overtime. If not, they're going to give it to Jay. David will come approach me and says, hey, man, I, they're going to give it to Jay if you don't beat him. They're going to come up with some kind of bullshit reason, five minutes, whatnot, or whatever, or 15 minutes, 15 minutes or whatnot. And if you, if you can't break him, during this time period, they're going to give it to Jay. And then you guys going over to Jay, just like, Bill, what are we going to do? It's dude, we're going to freaking fight to the end. You know, and then, then I can hear Taylor telling Jay that if you survive, you got this. You got to survive if you're going to win. You know? I'm you got to survive if you're going to win. So shed some light here in the story here. Mr. Dickens. I did on the last podcast that you did with me. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, but it's about the whole freaking story. I know you said you were a follower, and I say yeah, bullshit. I you know, I, I, I didn't accept that for an answer. And uh, that was the answer. I no, follow. I, 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 I was a, I was a went back then, and I went with whatever the crowd was going with, and and that was a mistake of my part. But but my question is though, okay, why are y'all focus on fear getting kicked in the leg? No, you was totally ignore me getting head butted. Totally ignore him kicking me as hard as he could in my freaking chest. Him choking me out. He was throwing much dirty blows as I was, but I got labeled as the bad guy. Explain that to me, Mister uh, Dickens. I didn't label nobody anything, but everybody. <laughs> I didn't. Okay. I didn't. Everybody else loved Jay. Apparently, uh, Andy Taylor. Oh, that's my brother. <laughs> yeah, we got a few years later, that worked out great. <laughs> <laughs> If I your fence, they came to me. <laughs> but you know, Jay had painted this picture of him being this nice guy that was a brotherly figure, and everybody fell in love with it. So 
and, and nobody knew you fully at the time, so they developed their own thoughts and theories on what you were and who you were. And yeah, I was just an egotistical maniac obsessed with the belt. I didn't, I didn't have nobody. Consp- I didn't conspire for anybody to lay down no championship to me. No, you won. You know, you won that. So belt. the thing is, though, yeah, what took? I I knew what I had to do, man. So mm-hmm. when the bell freaking rung, I went right for him. I when I stepped the headlock on, I could hear Fury crying in pain, crying in pain, screaming in pain, mm-hmm. not wanting to surrender. Mm-hmm. And we figured fell under the ground. He held mm-hmm. the rope. You know, we came mm-hmm. back up. Like again, I I mm-hmm. he charged for me. I took him right down to the ground. Now I got him in a guillotine, face lock hole. You know, he was trying to signal that he couldn't breathe. I had it cinched on, dude. You know, I'm looking at the referee. You go call. You gonna stop? What are you gonna do? And Taylor stopped the hole. And he's like, "Ah, oh, damn it!" He's like, "I'm sorry, Jay." Then he raised my freaking hand. He stopped the match because Fury couldn't tell to defend himself. And I caused so much animosity between us because there are two things we found out afterwards. For one, you robbed us 15 minutes of our time. You stopped the clock at 45 minutes instead of 60 minutes, which really pissed me and Jay off. That led me and Jay wonder, okay, could we have gone 60 minutes? We would have gone 60 minutes, bro. Yeah, I know I would have. Yeah, you would have. That's just not me go talk. I would. I trained hard for that. I was in tremendous shape back then. We were going. I mean, I saw the food. We were going out pretty hard, man. But it's one of those things where you took that right away from us, and it was that was a hard pill to swallow. Regardless of what was going on, this could have been our last fight, and we had something to prove. Not just to the world, but to each other and to ourselves. You know, I know it might be ego talking, and that's fine. Believe what you want to believe, but, you know, that was something that me and him to this day are very, very upset about, you know. Because we felt like we were robbed of something that we were fighting for. You know, then the fact that, you know, granted, it's Fury's fault for laying on the ground not get walking. He also had his legs locked up on him, his body locked up on him. And that's why he couldn't really go toe-to-toe. We got started the clock again, and we went at each other. And I took him right down to the ground. But he always says, Bill, you won the match, but you didn't beat me. And I always tell him, dude, I beat the shit out of you. You couldn't continue. Whatever. You know? You call it what you want to call it, though. Like it or not, though, I got my hand raised. You know? But granted, that stuck to him. And we, we go into part three. We're going to see what, how, how he reacted to it later on. Because uh, we had a rematch. I mean, can I talk about it now or do you want me to call it? You can go ahead and talk about it. Go ahead. I mean, it's up to you. You're the producer of the show. Go ahead. We can talk about. It. Let's go ahead and extend it on out. Let's go ahead and talk no, about. No, 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 no. That's all right. No, no, that's all right. Sorry. We'll 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 go back. We'll we'll get, we'll get to figure something <laughs> for it later. There's there's more of the story between uh, between us, which you know it is what it is. You know, and the longer you hear the story, the more you're gonna see how bitter I became because you know this man did you know try to end my career on professionally, politically, and physically. And cause a mental scar of me, and to this day, I have a hard time letting go. Which we'll, we'll talk more about as the story goes on. But any other questions for you, man? Well, uh, I guess we'll go ahead and call it on this one. It's supposed to be a two-parter. It ends up being a three-parter now. Unless you, can't you, tell, you can't really tell my whole career in two hours. You can't tell my whole career in two Why hours. Why you got to break yours down on so many freaking parts? Well, we need to break yours down, too. All right, let's do it. All right, so uh, we are going to go ahead and call it on this one with uh, Survivor of Pain, Bill Blanchard, on the shootout. Um, how long do you want to go before you do another uh, episode with you, oh, boss? Oh, I don't know, dude. We'll, we'll figure it out, though, man. Just just be paying attention to the website. Be paying attention for the listings. You know, might be a couple shows down the road, but I will be back. 
I will step back in the ring. I will step back in this podcast, and I'm gonna tell more of this freaking story. There's a so lot, let's go a ahead and tell. let's go ahead and you end know. this the way you end it with everybody. I'm gonna name a wrestler, and I want you to give a one word answer on what you think about that person. Let's do so it. Let's, I'm gonna go with uh, you know the era that we went through. Uh starting off. Mask Fury. Man didn't wear a mask. Man didn't wear a mask, and I, I, I'm going to be brutally honest with you when I say this. He's a good wrestler. He, he, he's a good worker as far as pro wrestling goes, but in my eyes and in my heart and my mind, I would never, ever consider him a good champion. He's a paper champion. He'll never be a people's champion. He's a liar and a fraud when it comes to the, to the title. All right. All right. Uh, Shadow, Alan Luke. Shadow, Alan Luke. Uh, very political man, a smart man, can be manipulative at times, but he's usually getting what he wants. And he, and he knows how to word things to get what he wants, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but a, a good friend, there when I need him, very, very loyal. He could be an asshole at times, but <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's the commissioner, Alan Luke. What's up? Is this son? That's all, oh, I that's all I get. What kind of crap is that? <laughs> that's his legacy. We will talk about that in a future episode of mine. What? That's all I get. What kind of crap is that? Boom. At the Alan Luke story. What kind of crap? There you go. There you go. We'll get shirt made. What kind of crap is that? The Alan Luke story. The Alan Luke story. <laughs> Once on this on, that's all I get. Live next on TMB. <laughs> Once on this on, that's all I get. What kind of crap is that? The Alan Luke story. <laughs> All right, uh, jumping a couple of years up, Brandon Parker. Brandon Parker, the man who talked his game but would not face me one-on-one. But as far as sports entertainment goes, he, he, he really um, evolved a lot in this business. Um, I'm proud of what he's accomplished. You know, he, he's made it very, very far. But he, he focused on himself. I mean, as far as independent wrestling goes, you know, he went as far as the media was was just not able to do, you know. Um, I think he's a good. I think he's a good wrestler. The only thing I was always discouraged about. It's one thing putting on a show. It's another thing to put your balls on the line and says this is who I am. And he went and go toe to toe with me. You know, the, 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 we all the hype you freaking did back in Bro Five for him to back out. They had to turn on, check on, you know, a, a weaker opponent. Just says volumes about him. Okay. What about uh, Skeet Skeet on the Street, Street Soldier, Andy Taylor? Misguided, in my opinion, on some things. Um, he does not get facts straight on some things as far as the situation with me and you, how ABF is properly ran, you know. Um, other than that, though, I always thought Andy was a good wrestler. You know, the, 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 the crying shame, because I fought for this guy to win the heavyweight title with the other powers that be uh, wouldn't fight for him to get that title, you know, and then I'm not going to name names and arrogant know who you are, but, you know, the, the, I call him the uncrowned AWF champion. You know, he, 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 he should have been. It's a disgrace why he wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Other guys got the belt, my opinion. It just, you know, I feel like Taylor should have had a shot. You know, I feel like Taylor should have had a shot at UCW too. But great. He did win the, uh, the what you caught championship, but it's just one of those things where I'm sorry, man. Just Andy Taylor, in my opinion, is the most underrated guys on the indie scene. I know he's retired, you know. Um, I'm proud he's accomplished in wrestling, you know. They just the last podcast we have hit a raw nerve with me on a lot of things, so I don't want to really 
put too much negativity on how I feel about currently today. Okay. Uh, you talked about this guy. You, you developed a mutual respect for him. James Houston. The hardest hitter I've ever been in a ring with. By far the baddest motherfucker ever stepped in a ring in wrestling, dude. I love James Houston, man. He, he is one of the toughest. And, you know, he, he's trustworthy, too. If he says he's going to do it, he's going to do it. You know what I'm saying? Um, don't try to bullshit him, personally. You know, he's, he's been dealt a raw hand and everything for some reason. You know, he, he, he's kind of considered underrated. But he was one of the guys that I was proud to step in the ring with and tear the house down with. I just wish me and him could do more work together. But by far, James Houston probably one of the most guys in wrestling. All right. Uh, let's talk uh, what your opinion is of the owner of Flatline Championship Wrestling, Mr. Daniel E. Main. Well, think about Daniel E. Main. He always heard it's always six in Maine. <laughs> uh, uh, it's I always mean, right in Maine, too. Okay, okay. All jokes aside about Daniel E. Main, um, I, I, I don't know him personally. Uh, I know him as an acquaintance. I, I've seen him. I've talked with him. I, I've been part of his shows a few times. But I got to give him I got to give him credit where credit's due. He tried to monopolize professional wrestling. He tried to take it. He was willing to roll the dice, okay? He was willing to take it out of the backyard and help along with Eric and, and Lee Wiggins and, and a few other people to help make it happen um, as far as getting a successful business at Flatline. Um, I, I got to give him credit where credit's due. You know, he might have done some people wrong. He might have been a little shady about it, though. But like I said, it, it, it's business. And sometimes in business, you got to be uh, what we call it, cutthroat in this business. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and Daniel Main, I think, had a good... And a good mind for the business part of professional wrestling, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to leave it at that. You know, I know he was your rival, um, but my final thoughts on Daniel E. Main, I'm a Chris Dickens guy. And, and we're going to end it with Chris Dickens. My kid brother, who got me in more trouble than I can <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes your, your mouth will open That's up. That's what kids brothers do. I'll have to freaking fight guys for it, you know, sometimes, though. But, um, Christopher, I want to say it's about you compared to Jay, you know. And you got, both of y'all have been very good friends before, but as far as you in the ring, um, Jay's backed out a lot of talent by a lot of fight. You haven't. You stepped up and fought people knowing you're going to get your ass kicked. You didn't let your, um, Ego pride stop you. Well, I don't want to look weak. I don't want to get my ass kicked. You know, you would step up and fight. You would stand. You would, you would fight to prove your point and still and come out strong. Yeah, and yeah. you would stay strong. And sometimes, even if you lost a fight, you still won verbally. You still won mentally. You've always had somehow, somewhere, you've always had some type of mental edge over your opponents. And for some reason, you had the ability. Mike Margera said it best. You had the ability to take shit, turn it to gold. Whatever the other guys didn't want. You will find something about them and and, 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 and turn and, and make it blossom. You know what I'm saying? You had the ability, Christopher, to look at someone, create a character, and make and make something. You you you've created um and, and, and I know Jay will argue all day long. It wasn't Chris that made Brandon Parker bullshit. But what for Chris Dickens, who worked with Parker, helped create or helped create his character, who helped guy him establish in the ring. Saying same thing with a lot of guys. Okay. Christopher, you 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 know you, you made you made some names in this business. I mean, hell, look what you did for Chris Moister, one of the top referees in the state of South Carolina. Why? Because of your training, because of your influence, the time you spent with him. You know, 
You know, yeah. a lot of guys will sit there and talk smack about a lot of things, but people people forget what you got going on in your personal life. I, I look and see the kind of hard work you can do on the editing, your websites. I mean, you, you, you've done something. The only thing that pisses me off about you, it's been 10 years and I'm still waiting for mine. There, I said it. But this is the shootout, and it's gone. It's one of the longest running podcasts in the CSRA, <laughs> and it is the one that beat out all the other podcasts in the CSRA. For as wrestling goes, there is no more rainstorm. There is no more Justin uh, spotlight with Justin Hollywood. Fury's corner reverted back to something completely different. This could compete with wrestling. You got it. Well, this I mean- is your thing. I, I, and I am going to tell your story. I, want, I am going to make sure people know what happened because I do want them to know it is going to be a special on TMB. I can't wait, man. I, I hope so, it happens, man. I, I want I want this fight to happen, man. You know, it's, it's brewing and it's groovy, and I'm going to take this opportunity to make an announcement, guys. Memorial Day weekend, I'm challenging him on this podcast. I am challenging Christian Fury. One-on-one, two-hour-three fall, shooter submission match. Not no sports entertainment, not no choreographed fight. I'm talking about legitimate combat sport competition. And like, hey, it's man up or shut up. You Ooh. know what I'm saying? I'm challenging right now. I'm coming out of retirement there, boss. You got we, we talked about this, too. I'm going to go ahead and let everybody know right now. Come April, third weekend in April 2018, the AWF reunion show. I'm a survivor of pain, still holding claim to the interim AWF champion, still the undisputed world heavyweight champion. I'm challenging Diablo, David Clark. Ten years ago, we last fall, 2018 in April. I still let's do it again. And after we get done with Diablo, Memorial Day weekend, four weeks later, I'm calling out Christian Fury. You heard that live here, folks. Shootout exclusive and uh, yes. TMB will be airing that AWF reunion show. And yes, if the challenge is accepted, we will air a special. Survivor of Pain versus Christian Fury. The final conflict. Let's do it. Boss, it's been I a pleasure. You, you, hey, hey. It's been a it pleasure. Started, it started off where is the, what was the craziest thing Chris Dickens ever did was put over Brandon Parker, man. <laughs> the best thing I ever did was being partners and friends with you, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. And I'll let you go ahead and close your show out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wrestling Shootout. Oh, it's the ending? Okay, okay. <laughs> hey, guys, thanks for listening to the Wrestling Shootout. I am your host, the Bobber of Pain, along with Christopher Gray Dickens. What's the index time? Hoorah!